0: I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight eight years. years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up
1: just sounding sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear. As our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength. And humor is
0: healing. While we genuinely inquire, how how are you feeling?
1: feeling? And And
2: what's been storming your brain? What's been storming your brain? What's been your
1: brain? What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Happy hot pod Monday. Is hot.
0: It's yes. This is our Vikram edition of the <laughs> Pod. It is the like. We're really in spring or spring and summer. We're re- really We're not technically into summer. in summer I know, yet, though, that's it's...
1: the thing. It's It got up to like 92 degrees mm-hmm. Yes, In New York, it's just
0: trapped. It's just trapped heat. You know, sometimes it's you get humid. A, yep,
1: a warm breeze. But... I fucking hate it, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm never going to get used to it. Right. I wish I was in California because... I fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Here we are, and chatting, sweating, and chatting. Who are we chatting with today? Please tell me. I'm really excited. This is our first duo guests. Mm-hmm. That that was weird, but it's our first um our first time having two people on the pod as guests. Yes. And what a pair they are. Ah. I love them with all of my heart. We met back in. 2014. And it was my very first professional gig outside of uh, school. That's right. We were doing a production of Oklahoma and they were playing Judd. And Will Parker. And I thought they were the coolest people in the world. And we all got so close, and they would come over to our apartment after the shows, and we would get like rotisserie chickens and like DiGiorno pizzas, and they would make gin and tonics. And we had the time of our lives. And I've been so lucky to have many more times with them over the years. Our paths have crossed multiple times. And I'm forever grateful and I love them so much. So also Hmm. I have to say this. They're great because I fucked up the time zone today and I thought we were recording an hour ahead Mm -hmm. and we were sitting here waiting for them. And I was like, I wonder if they got the zoom link and then realized Oh my God, I'm an asshole. and <laughs> gave them the wrong time. So they were flexible. They were so, <laughs> they were so flexible. Um, cause they're on the opposite side of the country, they're in Oregon. Um, and they are Galloway Stevens and Jake Delaney. Hi. Hey Hi,
3: ladies. What's Dominio brain? <laughs> what, brain? What's Dominio What's Dominio What's Dominio <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that version a lot better oh yeah don't tell my boyfriend
3: <laughs> we sing it all like it'll just randomly
4: cook it in the kitchen just
3: What's your
4: brain? yeah <laughs> What's we are the original Brainiacs. You are. Yeah. You're
1: the ones who came up with that term. Yes, you are.
3: It wasn't immediate. I was like, oh my gosh, their fans need to be Brainiacs for sure.
1: You've been such champions. I for know. Us. Yeah. The whole oh, time. Wow. We're so grateful. Jake is pointing to himself that he came up with it. <laughs> Always.
0: That Oklahoma cast was really fun. Right? Right. I, went, I remember seeing the show. It was phenomenal. But I remember that cast being
1: like very special. Oh Did you feel God. that way? Yeah, and it was a really great group of people. It was
4: one of those special shows where... Everyone just gathered together and we were like, and I love you, and Mm -hmm. I love you, and I love you. And I needed to meet you at this Mm -hmm. point in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it
3: was. There was like such a, I don't know what the connection was. You know, and that, it's, those are the special shows when, uh, you know, you get together and you're like, this is more than just like a bunch of professionals and colleagues getting together and putting on some theater. This is a special group that we all really bonded and connected.
4: So we're working with Asha right now. Asha's here in Oregon doing Trailer Park. Oh. And she was saying the same thing about the Avenue Q cast.
1: I was just going to say, when I did Avenue Q, Galloway was our director. I didn't and know that. Okay. yeah. And so my friend Asha, who was our Gary Coleman, is in a show with them right now. And that was the other time where every single person in that cast mm. got along and loved each other. We got to a point by the end where we would literally, we had this running joke where we would look at each other and go, Asha, I love you katherine and we would go
2: around there <laughs> we would
1: we would go around the room and make eye contact with each person and just say their name and say so it'd be like asha i love you katherine i love you jack that is
4: such a like i see your truth moment yeah. yeah that was a special cast but
1: oklahoma was oklahoma was just like that as well yeah. and um and yeah, and that was the first time we met. And you guys weren't even together at that point. I was gonna but you say, were did best you meet- friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, so you had met prior to that contract. Okay. Yeah,
2: Jake
3: and I. Jake and I were. um We had first met like back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. We were both oh, wow. working. We were both working off and on for uh Prather Entertainment Group or Prather Entertainment of Theaters, which mm-hmm. are a group of dinner theaters oh, on the, the East the Coast.
4: Family of theaters. They changed yeah, the they keep. Yeah, they change oh. names a lot, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they're still out there and they're still doing their thing. So yeah, props okay. to them. Um, but that is, Jake and I were kind of both back and forth working for that company. We had not done a show together, but we had met during crossovers, you know, rehearsals and shows and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, then it was 2012 when we auditioned for, we were in New York and we auditioned for the tour of the Addams Family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we saw each other there. Uh, we were in dance callback together. And Jake was like, he said to me in the room. Because he, I, that was such a weird. I was pulled in, uh, I was in the auditions for Gomez and at the last minute on the final day of callbacks for Gomez, they said to me, we'd like for you to come back tomorrow and do the dance call, which immediately I was like, well, I'm not Gomez now. Um, right. But but I, I probably am being looked at for the understudy.
2: Okay.
3: So when I showed up, all the dance calls, they had all learned the routine the day before.
4: It was like our third dance. It was our <gasps> third callback. And
3: yeah. I showed up the next morning, and so I had to learn it on the spot and do it. Um, and so Jake was, like, in the corner helping me whenever I was not being used. Like, yeah. and, uh, and at some point, he just goes, I really think we're going to book this. He was like, I think the two of us are going to book this. And we did. And uh, so then we went on Manifesting a
4: Manifesting since yeah. 2012. Yeah, wow. intuition
1: manifestation. <laughs> wow. yeah.
3: Yeah, so that yeah, that was uh 2013 and 14 because that was a long ass tour. Yeah,
4: our were in 2012, but yeah, yeah. And we were on the road for 18 months. Wow, yeah, wow. and wow, so, wow. Uh, yeah.
3: But wow. we didn't we didn't start dating until uh after you and I, Sierra Sierra, were in uh cabaret. I know, I,
1: thinking, I remember when you the, told me and yeah. I it was like after we had closed. It was like maybe the night we closed or the night after and we went to Creekside?
2: Creekside? <laughs> Creekside.
1: But we were sitting out Actually, maybe we oh, went to Creekside. AG? No. Something oh, no. You know so we in Ashland, Oregon, there's this fantastic like pizza place slash bar called Creekside.
2: Creekside.
4: <laughs> As we day call one Creekside. of rehearsal, Asha was like, when are we going to Creekside? <laughs>
3: She was like, I <laughs> need a crookie.
4: Oh, a crookie
3: okay. is for anyone who doesn't know, a crookie at Creekside is kind of like a pizza.
4: Pazo- is it call oh, pizza I mean, from, from BJ's? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. those I mean, are good. And then the pizza is the best oh. pizza I've ever had with the best ranch.
4: They sell the ranch by the jar
3: now. You can get it by the jar. We have a huge one in our fridge right now.
0: Do
1: you think they would collapse? Can with you? Us?
2: Okay. <laughs> <Is this laughs> a hear sponsor? me out. Is this a sponsor? <laughs> yeah. so, so,
1: hear me Just out. This is what I need i will pay you <laughs> to, to
4: overnight. mail you a branch
1: yes and just, uh, yes i'm not kidding
4: I'll throw in some gummies in there
1: oh, oh my god there. please do that that's
4: illegal we can't do that
1: yeah that's no, illegal I, we, would would, that. I, I
4: we would never, never do I that we would never offer
1: we, do that i've we, definitely we, never flown so in gummies, gummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never
3: anyone from the post office service we do not do that we, we do would not never
1: do <laughs> so uh, great so I'm gonna pay you to side. do that and um no but Creekside is fantastic but I remember when you told me about you two and you were like we have decided you were so like alright I'm gonna tell yeah. About it. you yeah you were and you were like alright I'm gonna let you in because and I was like what and he was like we have decided <laughs> that we are going to go on a date and I was like
2: <laughs>
1: I, was, I was like, "Fuck yeah! Finally!" because <laughs> like, it
4: was, it was it, the when we when you guys came in here to Ashland to do cabaret, mm-hmm. it was the first time he and I had not worked together since the Adams Family because we did Adams Family and then we did uh, we went back to Oklahoma. Prather. Oh, oh, yeah, Oklahoma.
3: Then, and then we went we back did, to Prather. We
4: did six months of Crazy for You for Prather.
3: Yeah, yeah so right? we
4: okay. worked together for almost three years solid. <laughs> Yeah, and oh. I was in a salute phase, shall we call it, yeah. um, of my of life. Mm-hmm. He set me up with terrible, terrible people. Uh,
3: <laughs> I thought I was such a good matchmaker. I was like, I'm really doing some really you know, great, work for, like, from, doing some great work. I was for like, I'm doing some great work for my friends. Do friend. you
4: know me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he and he was in a relationship at the time, and
2: hmm. so
4: it, we went through a lot of things and a lot of shit in those three years yeah. yeah that's
0: that's such a unique introduction to any <laughs> yeah. relationship yeah
3: well I think yeah. that's why when I was telling started telling people that we were going to start dating I was being diplomatic about it because I was like I was I mean we were worried we had had many discussions about it because I was like that I first don't
4: started out so awkwardly <laughs> was like leaning in like please be good please be please let this be good yeah
1: because
3: we were had been friends for so long I was yeah. like I right. don't want to lose that right. and I don't want to mess that up and we and if realized
4: we, uh, during cabaret uh yeah i i hate the phone i am not a phone person i don't like talking on the phone
2: mm-hmm.
4: and he brought it up one day he was like you know that we call each other every day i was doing a contract in tennessee at the time
2: mm-hmm. and so
4: i would wait up to hear from when you guys got out of the show and i was just like yeah my day just doesn't feel right if i don't talk to you mm. and he was like yeah I miss you in a very different way than I miss my friends. Yeah, And I was like, this is a conversation we will have in person. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah it was very
3: much like it reached that point of the phone conversation where it was starting to get awkward. Like we no, <laughs> neither one of us were talking anymore. And yeah. then all of a sudden he was like, I tell you what, let's, mm-hmm. let's put this to the side. You're in Oregon, I'm in Tennessee. He's like, let's just not think too much about it. And then let's figure out a way to meet up when so I told him,
4: because I was working like, what is that? Two hours away from your hometown?
3: Uh, yeah, like three three yeah. hour drive. And so I
4: told him, I was like, I'll just hang around here in Tennessee. I'll pick you up at the end of your contract, and we will go on a date.
0: That is such a testament to your maturity. I'm just thinking of the flip side of that, like your emotional maturity. I'm thinking of the individual who would go, fuck it, let's start the long distance right here, right now on this phone call and then go, (laughs) but wait, (laughs) but then then letting the relationship go where it goes and then going, but wait, what happened? And not thinking about like the origin of the relationship, like the seed that you're planting there. So I just love that. Thank you for saying that because I I feel there's the, you know, that instability of the creative, being an artist and so wanting to find stability Compassion. in people absolutely yeah. and so so often it's like just you just lean the fuck in and yes it works like you and tim i also wanted to bring that up mm. you know two artists in a relationship and what that dynamic is like yeah. for you um because so, so often it clicks and so often it doesn't absolutely. you know so it's just i think it's such a testament to the beginning and the choice Before to Tim,
4: i swore i would never date a performer yeah i that was a hard rule of mine mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm. i don't date people in the business i don't date performers. well
3: the you dated way. stage managers well yeah. okay <laughs> but that's a different breed i mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean
4: exactly. good, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and they keep a tidy house
4: yep tend to or they will yeah. note you on how you made the bed yeah <laughs> yep. this is true and be like the comforter is actually leaning six inches to the left yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you had, but you had, that had been like one of your. Not a performer.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then this asshole worked his way into my heart. Yeah. So
3: Mm
4: -hmm. here we are. And I think that he has been a a life lesson of you say that those are your rules. You say that these are things that I will never do. And he has taught me time and time again to stop being such a stubborn asshole. And you don't, you don't get to say life's going to tell you. Yeah, Yeah. life,
3: life, life tells you, you don't really always get to make the decisions. Um, Yeah, it's nice to think that you can. It's nice to know that you, you have some ownership over your life, but sometimes you just got to let life happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll miss beautiful things.
0: And I think Uh, we all relearned that with the pandemic.
2: So, oh, I guess hell that...
3: yeah, Girl. <laughs> Shannon. So, so Jake and I, when we, we've Jake yes. and I've only been married for a little over a year now, okay. But our wedding was uh at the beginning of February in 2020. What was the
4: date
3: of our wedding? was February 4th. Okay, I
4: just wanted to on
3: What the hell on the is pod? that? Why are you testing me on a podcast?
1: <laughs> you know, you have the same anniversary of my parents. So really? Oh, do. really? Yeah. So I always loved that. Oh. that. That to me, I was like, "Oh, that's that, cool." That checks.
2: I was ready to jump in. She was yeah.
4: Like, it's February fourth. <laughs> it's February fourth.
2: So,
1: <laughs> so you had, uh, yeah, a plan
0: for your newly married life.
3: Well, yeah. Well, and it started because we got engaged in two thousand. 17? don't remember. I asked him first in 2017. Okay. But then 2018 came around that Christmas and we still hadn't done anything, made any plans. So that next Christmas, Jake surprised me by proposing to me the following 2018. Because everyone should get
4: that experience.
3: And it was really beautiful. I loved it. I, I, I was, it was so unexpected. It caught me so off guard. Like I, because I had already proposed to him the year prior. So I wasn't expecting that on Christmas morning for him to then propose to me.
1: What are your two proposal stories?
3: So my proposal story, we were working down in Florida um, and uh, in the Fort Myers Sanibel area. And uh, Sanibel Island has this gorgeous little um, Christmas Eve service that it does. It's a candlelight service on the beach. And they like sing, you know, songs and stuff like that. And then, so we took a blanket down and sat on the beach on Christmas Eve, uh, just the two of us. And we had like snacks and like little drinks and stuff like that. And, uh, and I, instead of doing a ring, cause we weren't ring people.
4: Um, I... Also like engagement rings for men suck yeah I don't know if you've looked it's into really it.
3: weird it's like it's an odd thing you're okay. like I mean am i buying him the wedding band or am i buying him an engagement ring it's really weird
0: isn't there a company that recently just came out with Tiffany
4: just came out yes which is cool and they're all like in the band they're inset like oh that's cool so you get a little bling on there yeah
3: yeah so I just decided I was like I found a nice bracelet that I thought like signified you know or uh, spoke for the two of us you, I
4: it, think you saw us here it's the double infinity it's double infinity yeah, yeah. Oh. it was um
3: So I, I had that ready to go. And, uh, yeah, so we were on the beach and we sat through the Christmas service and, uh, and then everyone blew out their candles and then they all started passing us on the beach. And and I was like, I was like, and it's at sunset. And so I was like, you know, I was like, let's just chill and let, you know, let everybody go and let's just sit here and watch the sun continue setting. And, um, so yeah, so as the sun was setting, I reached in my bag. and
4: When I saw him reaching in the bag, I blacked out because I knew what was happening. So here's the other thing. We also decided not to get each other presents that Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he says, that's not a present. It's not a present. It's, a it's not an engagement present. bracelet. It was an engagement that's bracelet. That's a present. <laughs> I wore that shit around. I was like, honey, I'm a gay. <laughs> 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 So yeah, that was it, it was beautiful. It was very unexpected. I think after that first awkward kiss we knew that this was it. Yeah. But I we never really talked about like making it official or making it legal or, you know, any of those things. And so that was just not on my radar that year. And so yeah, a year later, we were working again in Florida, different part of Florida,
3: Jacksonville. Who doesn't? I love, love Jacksonville.
4: Jacksonville. I do. I actually do. It's a, it's a line in Trailer Park, and okay. he makes fun of oh. me because I always say I love Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville. And he's like, "That is you. Did you write that in?" I was like, "No, it's in the
3: script." It's in the script.
4: Read your script. <laughs> Told you I don't read. I don't read.
3: <laughs> I just tell have di- I just have directors bark at me and be like, "You're supposed to say this." Okay, great.
4: Uh, I yeah. only read. I only read my part. <laughs>
3: yeah, I only read my lines
4: but anyway uh yeah we were doing a show in jackson we were in the middle of a 12 show week of elf the musical and it was uh, we didn't even have time to get a christmas tree we put lights on a ficus
0: oh i love that (laughs) yep that's a tough and, balance, though, because you ha- can't be too
2: heavy of a yeah, mold. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: They were delicate lights. No uh-huh. ornaments because it could... I mean, it was not real. Ultimately. I was about to say, it, it, it helped that it wasn't a real tree. <laughs> it was plastic. In true
3: Florida form. Indoor plastic ficus.
4: I can't. I made a point to just say, <laughs> we're not doing gifts this year, and I mean it. Yeah. But yeah. I went out and I got him a bracelet, and I put a double infinity on that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> It was really sweet. And so it was a very, uh, it was not beautiful Christmas Eve sunset. It was in the middle of a 12 show week after, like before the matinee.
3: Also not to bring the story down, but I mean, it, it really shook me to a lot because I already I already felt like I had security in him yeah. when I asked him the year prior, mm-hmm. um, which is why I asked him to marry me it was because I, he, as much as I I love him and I loved him at the time, and I continue to love him, one of the biggest factors for me was security. You know, choosing someone to spend your life with is, I really think, is an investment. And it has to be something that I was like, it, it has to be a person that it's not just about me loving you and you loving me. It has to be about trust. It has to be about knowing that I can trust you even in hardships, that I feel, I think you and I are going to figure shit out. And I can I can bank on that. And so the next year when he proposed to me that Christmas, I had just lost both of my parents that fall. My mother had passed away in August and my father passed away on December 1st of that year. Wow. And so when he turned around on Christmas day and proposed to me, man, I was, it shook me to the core. I just was like, it really just kind of locked in for me. I was like, this is, this is it. He's now my family. Like, you know, it's us now for me.
0: It shows that you have those sunset days, but you're going to have those days where you're you're working through loss and working through a 12 show week. Like that is the perfect dichotomy of your relationship. So I think both both proposals is that's beautiful. Yeah.
4: No, yeah. I never put it that way. That's very beautiful. That's really Thank you. Really, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. I love Thank that. you for
0: sharing. Yeah. So now I want to talk a little bit more about now you've started your married life together. You're in the Artistic director role, correct? Associate. I'm the
3: associate.
0: Associate. Okay, great. And how yeah. long had you been in that role before pandemic 2020 came into our
3: lives? So I started working for Oregon Cabaret Theater. Uh, my first show was with Sarah. Uh We did a production of Cabaret in the summer of 2015.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: And I really enjoyed it here. I really struck it you know i right off the bat i i started getting along with the uh producers owners of the theater okay uh so the next season in 2016 um i auditioned again and i i said i really pushed jake to be like you should really audition for them as well and so he did and uh so they brought both of us in to well, do i
4: also auditioned for cabaret i didn't get in but, but he was like audition again yeah for the next season
2: right.
4: oh my gosh <laughs> let's be honest about things <laughs> well yeah sometimes you got to go back to people if you you, sure tell you know yeah. the first time you go well what about now the
3: yeah. theater world <laughs>
2: there you no go.
3: never yeah. take no yeah. for an answer yeah well as a final answer never take no. <laughs> sometimes you have to take no yeah, yeah. never take it as a final answer but yeah so in 2016 we returned um and did a couple of shows uh and and we did nine to five in chicago and then um mid chicago run they had an actor drop out of their fall season so they asked me to stay they were like are you available to stay with us through 2000 the fall of 2016. i was like wow. sure i don't have anything lined up so i stayed on and it was in that fall that uh the, the producers, uh, uh, owners came to me and uh, took me to lunch one day and they said, we really like how you work with us. We really like, you know, um, some of the insights you have. And so we would like to invite you. Have you ever thought about you know being in management
2: yeah uh of theater have and, i have i exactly <laughs>
3: yeah i had a little i had really spent the prior like eight to ten years knocking on every door of theaters that i was already established with wow. as a performer and a director a choreographer and i was like i would really like to get into administration i'd like to try management i'd like to try you know and um, so for the fact that, and I have been doing that for so long with everybody to being like, well, our, you know, our office is full; we have everyone, but we'll put your name in that. You know, we'll we'll make sure your name if stays someone in the list. Retires, yeah, if someone retires, dies, or you know, come on, <laughs> that's the thing. Once you get into management of theater, you stay, you stay, you lock it down. You're like, uh-huh. so I mean, so it's, it's it's understandable that you know once you get a salaried position in theater that is like.
0: I mean, oh, we you. saw that firsthand at PCPA going to school there. We were like, oh, this is, I didn't right. uh, you know to be able to have a family and a stable job and perform and teach. Yeah. Like, that exactly. is, whew, that's yeah. An, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. So I that is a little dream been, ticket.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So they had talked to me and like suddenly they were, they had just, I mean, it's not that they had just met me. They would known me for some time. But for me, just for them to say, hey, we see something in you and we would like for you to join us full time. At um,
4: Creekside?
3: Creekside? <laughs> so at Creekside? Creekside? It was at Creekside. It was at Creekside. It was lunch at Creekside. Creekside. <laughs> I started uh, January 17th or something like that. January of uh, 2017 is mm-hmm. when I started the position as
4: associate artistic director.
0: Okay. And Jake, how did your relationship with Oregon Cab develop? What have you been So
4: like I said, I auditioned and I didn't get in.
2: <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> I auditioned again and then I did. And then uh shortly after uh after that summer of um Chicago and nine to five, I took my card and the cab was not an equity theater yet. And so we kind of, oh, no, I did drowsy. You did Sorry. drowsy shop. I, I Is took when my card, took card for, right? I actually showed up to drowsy three days late because I was getting my card in West Virginia.
2: Wild. Amazing. Yes,
4: and then so there was a little break of time there where they were just like, we, we do love you now that we know you. I mean, we didn't love you that first audition. <laughs> now that you've been in, now that you've been here. Oh, now that we see what you do. You're a great free gift with purchase with Galloway. Shut up. I call oh myself my the Clinique. Of Oregon Cabaret Theater. <laughs> I free gift with purchase. Oh, uh, stupid. I'm also the human crane. Uh, He's a
3: great human crane.
4: I, I am here because uh we don't have any hydraulics, so I just lift people and set them down places.
1: I <laughs> care you've done that. We have a picture of you doing that with me. Oh
4: yeah. Oh, you are a dream to lift. I yeah. miss it.
1: Oh I used to be. You still are. That was when I was 20. <laughs>
2: i mean
4: that was when i was what 27 28 yeah so the back does not work like the back used to and that's i mean i was i was the middle-aged that that stereotypical like middle-aged man in the ensemble that was me in mama mia i bleached my tips to make my i was like joey fatone in mama mia because i was dancing with 20 year olds and just hoisting them all over the place. And I was like, I'm a fucker.
3: Yes. So the blonde tips that you put in your hair really helped back. No, they sure did. Yeah. <laughs> they really
2: helped I stand you. by it. Uh-huh. I lived my Zach Morris fantasy, but I
4: really was Joey Fatone. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Both of you two have been a human crane to me. Oh. Um, Gal and I in Cabaret did a thing. Do you remember? And I, we've done a lot of things, but I did like Ew. a part where on to... Ayo. Ayo. So Ayo. I, did, I did like a cartwheel onto his thighs and then like we yeah. did this thing where I like wrapped my legs around yeah, that's and the one was, I like, was facing that's yeah, the one.
3: that we did that in the that was in the opening number that was yeah. the lift I was remembering when you like you
1: hoisted me, me yeah me too and then Jake and I there's a picture of it we did this like thing where we grabbed hands and I did like a I'm supposed to do a split leap but not. I wasn't my technique that, was not it,
4: great that picture was on point though
3: but the picture looks awesome it's a it w- amazing I photo I believe it's
4: still on the brochure
1: I think it is. I think it might be on the wall somewhere.
4: Oh, I made the wall? You might Sorry, have made the wall. Sorry, that got like gay off. Put it I on Insta. Sorry, listener. <laughs> put it will. on your <laughs>
2: Insta.
1: I will. I'm going to put it on the Insta. I wish I had more pictures of us in Cabaret. I have one of like all of us with you in the middle, and so I'll put that. I wish we had one of, of us uh, in that lift. That'd be cool, but anyway you two are very tall and strong and they are human cranes. and yes. so, so that's
4: been my journey at the cast. yes is, yes uh, <laughs> but i'm the tall one in the back sometimes mm. they make me put on tap shoes and i clickety clack around yes uh, but, but
3: but you've progressed but with the company and now you're doing that has
4: been a major pivot from the core yeah Uh, is that now I am directing and choreographing and working on that side of the table.
2: Yes, that's amazing. Uh, It's it's
4: something that I've done pre-core, but it it was kind of, uh, not to get too deep, uh, but it was kind of an existential moment for me in the core
2: Hmm. that
4: because I've never, I mean, I'm a tall dude who can sing and can tap. So I've been fortunate enough that I've never had a survival job. Mm. since I graduated since I was in college my only job has ever been performing
0: wow incredible, yeah
4: and I, I knock wood and thank god every day for that like sure. I'm very fortunate yeah. yeah but I realized it was the first time I was ever forced to take a pause oh. and I realized that I don't miss being up there
0: Oh, that's big. You're not the first to share that. You are not the first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's such a valid realization. Yeah. I miss, I miss
4: being in the room and I miss creating. Yeah. I love watching. I love what, because I, most of my career, I've been a dance captain and then I started choreographing and then I started directing. And when, when it clicks for someone, when you watch someone have it click in their body and in their mind. That is the most exciting thing for me, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying never. I mean, sure. I'm doing a fucking cabaret. I was about to say
3: you're signed up to yeah, perform yeah, a cabaret in the fall. So. Not saying
4: never. I'm
2: saying. Never.
3: <laughs> Just right now, I'm taking a break.
2: Yeah. So right, now. Yeah.
0: Both of you being in these, you know, Galloway, it's a little less new for you, but with the pandemic and how that's, how that's adjusted your, your role, both of you being in these new roles, not being predominantly performers, what have you found that you love about how your brain works in these new roles? And what do you find is challenging about how your brain
4: works? You want to go? You want me to go?
3: Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I did my homework,
4: so I know I'm ready.
3: Yeah. Uh
4: (laughs) Oh, I see. Well, then go. You got that. No. Uh, Challenging. Uh, I will always have the self-doubt. I will always have the imposter syndrome. I will, I mean, yes, I've been doing this for more than 20 years now, but there's always that voice in the back of my head that's like, are you really going to do this? You you think they're going to let you get away with this? Uh, So that's the voice that I just... I tell to be quiet and then I have a breakfast wine and we're okay. I was gonna Um, say,
0: say, what helps? And you just, you summed it right up. Breakfast
3: breakfast wine. wine. Breakfast wine. He's so, he's so European. I
4: am, (laughs) I'm cultured. Uh, And then I I do, I mean, so when we, we just opened Trailer Park at at the Cabaret.
0: Congratulations. Thank
4: Thank you. you. It's really cool to be able to do live theater again. Yes. but cool. i was michael jenkinson's assistant director and choreographer he uh we we've all worked and been around him for the listeners sure. um
2: for years and years he
4: would laugh he's like we both have such virgo brains mm. <laughs> he's like i will lean over to tell you something and you are already writing it down
2: like uh, yeah
4: We well, all share the same birthday we actually are we share a birthday
1: I didn't know that. I did not know yeah,
3: that. him Rabia? and Michael share the same. No, him and Michael.
1: Good luck. I'm the farthest from a Virgo. I'm not a Virgo. Just no, me and Michael. <laughs>
3: okay. no. a me, Michael. <laughs> but Wild. that's
2: amazing.
1: Michael yeah. was was our teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, did he direct us in Oklahoma?
2: Mm-hmm. He directed and choreographed Oklahoma. Yeah.
4: But that was this was the first time he's ever experienced me on the other side of the table. Ah. he's he and I have only ever worked as him directing and me performing. Right, and cool. And so yeah. so he was like, you have three notebooks. You have a pen for one notebook, a pencil for your score. <laughs> He's like, yes. you are my brain. <laughs> like, Don't tell me that because that's terrifying. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. no, I do love, Michael, if you're listening, I love you. Um,
0: <laughs> but it's nice to but, be able to channel that Virgo energy and go, okay, so my attention to detail more, right? my organizational <laughs> skills is so beneficial for them to be able to do their job. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So
4: that is that's is the part of my brain that I do appreciate. Yes. Mm. your turn. Um Aww. yeah,
3: I mean, I'll I'll say this, I think that what is exciting about my new, you know, career shift, what's exciting about it is the challenges. Um you know, I just I I if I'm not stimulated in my job uh in my career then I, you know, I do get um I get I I find myself getting easily complacent and in complacency i get depressed um and i start finding uh, stupid reasons to build drama that doesn't mm. really need to be drama mm. so what i've appreciated about this career shift is i'm constantly learning it is a learning experience for me um and they knew that taking me on which you know it was all honest up front I was like you know you're hiring me into a position that i've never done before um i I do know that I have good, I, 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 ha, I feel like I have good skills when it comes to having an artistic eye and I can give you, you know, um, I, I'm allowed to give them all notes. of my opinions. Yeah, I can give all of my one opinions. Thing
4: Galloway Stevens has, it's notes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I get to give all the opinions and my thoughts, but I have security with them in the fact that because they're the producers, they can either take my ideas or not, but yeah. at the end of the day, if they take my idea and it fails, they're the ones who still decided to take the <laughs> idea, so it doesn't ever come back on me.
2: That's I mean, it well. can,
3: in, it can, in reflection, where it's like, <laughs> I didn't uh, say that. Who, who said
4: that? Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, <laughs> so, so there's some there's some comfort zone in being able to be associate artistic director, but mm. it's a big that's a big blanket term that was assigned to me in the theater world. Okay. It's funny to me in theater world because we have all of these like we try to qualify business terms about huh. associate and all this stuff. <laughs> assistant. But associate. assistant, associate, ah. um company manager. You know, but when you go to any theater, the responsibilities for these titles are always different. They yes. are always different. There okay. is no there is no true manual to theater and how business of theater works. Hmm.
4: Um that's why when I when I'm doing submissions, I call them my office hours when I'm like just firing off my headshot and resume and my reel and all of that shit. I always look for the associate artistic director because I was like, you may be the casting director. You may be the company manager. You are not having to deal with a board. You're not having to deal with like you're the person i can actually talk to Mm
2: -hmm. yeah my
3: position is kind of like you know how in when when we're performers in a production you know how the stage manager always kind of is the middle person that feeds off and filters information for everyone Mm -hmm.
2: Mm yeah on the the administration
3: on the administration side that is kind of your if you see the titles of company manager general manager um, associate artistic anything like that you know that this person is dealing with everyone around the table right yeah so okay. and that is one of the even cool if things I
4: do email one of them they'll be like that's actually not me but I can point you to
3: yes that's yeah.
0: so smart that's good information I, I know, know it is that. yeah I'm
2: like oh, yeah I've never of that. great but yeah but my <laughs> pos- my
3: <laughs> position with the company is that I really do a lot more I think on the day-to-day, I do a lot more company management. Mm. Um, I handle people's housing and, travel. housing and travels oh, wow. for the out-of-town performers. I handle um, HR, human resource, if anyone needs to file complaints. if you know if there's anything, I usually handle all of that. I handle contracts for the performers. I keep up with them. You know, You're a great person for agents. that. And that me. was the one thing I went into, confidence. I was like, I can talk to anyone and I can... You know, that's just something I'm—I feel good about. But, um, but things like I was like, I'm—I'm not, I'm not a travel agent. I've never booked flights for other people.
2: <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> right
3: and then they were like, and then you know, you know, uh, here's some context for housing. Some of the landlords we've worked with in the past. But, oh but it was like, no, I was like, oh, so I just call these people and negotiate contracts about rental. Yeah. You got a room. That's So um,
0: that's really, yeah. yeah. Learn, on yeah learn on the go. Yeah. It was learn on the go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they had, they had, you know, the, the outgoing company manager at the time had was giving me some tips and stuff. Was, okay. like, did. We had added a couple of weeks when I first started that as a transfer, but, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of just figuring it out as I went. Um, so, so
0: you were interested in asking about their relationship with equity as
1: yeah. uh um an so so Jakey you are equity gal i believe you are too right did you ever mm-hmm. you did yeah. so
2: yeah
1: uh we've obviously been seeing especially in the past few months um issues circulating with equity and i know like my partner tim just joined equity right before the pandemic And Mm -hmm. from what I've been seeing, not a lot has been, not a lot of help has been coming from them. And all of a sudden they're emailing members of the union saying, All right, this is what you owe. And it's like, for what? So if you're okay, if you're comfortable talking about it, I would love to hear your take on it.
4: Um, um, I'm gonna refill before we
2: get on the to this topic. Great.
4: Yeah. Just
3: give me one second. Yes. I'm gonna tell you this. Well, I because I have not been quiet. I mean, I've yes. been very loud uh, social media wise. And uh just because I like Tim, I I had spent 20 something years of my career as a non-act performer. Yes. Um and so it, I did not find myself with the opportunity to take my card until the summer of 2019. Uh, um, and so, yeah, so I'm recent and, and had only performed that one show under an equity contract.
4: Yeah. Because you came back to the cab. Because I came
3: back to the cab with contracts already signed prior uh, to
2: getting right. the card. And
1: that was the same with Tim, too. Because right. we were going to come do White Christmas before the yeah, pandemic and he had signed it prior. Yeah. I know. Damn I'm, that I'm so sad about it. I, I was looking for I was so, we would, we've never done a show. It was going to be our first show. We were going to all perform together. So, But anyway, okay, so you had just like Tim, just taken it.
3: Yeah. And then and then pandemic happened in 2020. And uh and and we at Orton Cabaret Theater had just been working um with uh, equity to become an actual full tier dinner theater under equity contract. And we Wild. were in our third year cause it, it takes like three seasons okay. for them to put you through a
4: transition, a
3: transition okay. before you become technically an official tiered, you know, equity theater. What so we were in the third season process. We were getting ready to close out and like when 2020 happened. And uh-huh. so the problem for the company and working for the company was that when 2020 happened and everybody had to shut down, we went through a lot of logistics of, come that summer, if you remember of 2020, we had a little bit of a reprieve from numbers. You know, things lightened up, businesses started opening back up, places started opening back up, Mm -hmm. but equity was like, no, 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 theaters cannot open without our approval, without these, we're, we're putting these, restrictions or your regulations together (laughs) and everything. But which was, you know, all good and well, I think for some theaters who are basically foundation theaters or uh, not for profit, because you could rely on grants, you could rely on assistance. Um, But for anyone who runs a privately owned for profit theater, you don't get to get grants. There's no, okay. you, you don't get to qualify for that. You
4: don't even get donations. You
3: don't get to know, you can't take donations. You can't take anything. If you're a for-profit theater, People if you're People the box office yeah. of the
4: cab and say, like, we would like to donate, help you keep yeah. the doors open. They're like, we're a for-profit theater, so we can't take a donation I did if you not want know to that. buy a, a gift card yeah. for future use.
3: Stuff like that you could right. do, but yeah.
0: You okay. Okay. couldn't
3: make a donation, because we would have to tell them, we'd be like, <sighs> you can't write this off on it then, taxes. This when, is not because
4: a, the numbers went down in the summer, uh-huh. the cab...
3: the state of oregon Uh, the
4: state of oregon and the county yes they gave them the clearance to open back up
0: so you opened odd couple correct was that yes we opened the production
2: because they
4: had to because they no longer qualified for government assistance through the Mm -hmm. pandemic because
3: because oregon and the county had been like you can open back up which meant that we were no longer available to get help assistance financially so we had to open the doors or close permanently oh my god and we kept being back and forth over and over with with uh equity to be like we need you to le- we need to move forward we have to move forward and they were like no don't do it don't do it don't do it and we were like you don't it, you don't get what we're saying is if we don't open a show if we do not do this 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 theater will shut down and it, it, there and there's probably no coming back
0: these are the stakes like th- these are the yeah. actual yeah.
2: stakes yeah yeah, yeah.
3: And so the producer is the couple that owned the theater. They they had to make the tough decision, and I, you know, I was there with them, and I said, you know, I was like, if that if you just have to open a non-equity production, uh, then that's just what you do. And and I was like, and if if Actors Equity has a problem with it, um, then you know maybe that's where you just we disband and um, you know we figure things out. But yeah. it the, the the here and now is that Equity's not here looking out for you as a couple as business owners. That's not what they're as doing right company. now as a company. Well, and I was arguing with people from you know the administration of, of Actors' Equity. I was on emails and phones and blasting all over social media. I was like, this isn't your job. Actors' Equity is a union set in place to protect mm-hmm. actors and stage managers. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that sentence. Yeah. You're not the sheriffs they of tried theater. To tell,
4: they put out a statement saying that we can't direct and choreograph at theaters that have not been. And deemed
3: directors and choreographers shouldn't work out yeah.
4: under equity guidelines like, that's that is a your, different that union. is not your right. that SBC. Is, yes thank you so much
3: that is not your lane stay in your
4: lane
0: right what is this gatekeeping that's <laughs> yeah. the opposite of, the of the creation sheriffing. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. creation is collaboration if i what? i mean
4: we we even we were going to do um a show uh, this uh in christmas of 2020 called scrooge and rouge mm-hmm. and it was going to be me Galloway and our friend Elise who has mm-hmm. been up in Washington. She's been taking it super seriously. Her mm-hmm. parents are both immunocompromised. She got mm-hmm. vaccinated as soon as she could but Equity came back and said either you have to hire a 24-hour security guard to sit outside of their apartment what? or or yes. yes, install security cameras outside and inside their apartment.
0: What? Okay.
3: Is so just ne- the, the most random crazy nonsense <gasps> and there's I- so many there's so many equity members who don't know because as an equity member all you're getting are these blanket you know in solidarity in solidarity email. emails no. sure unless you're on the inside and have uh-huh. privy information to companies having to deal with equity producers having to deal with equity none of us as equity members know this information no. sure but i sure. being working with the company that was trying to work with them. I was hearing all of these and seeing all of these mandates. And
4: as a a member who has been in the union for a few years now, I even didn't hear back from anybody the only reason i knew i couldn't do the christmas show was because he was telling me what they were requiring the company to do yeah. wild wild right you it know. should be
0: transparent you should know what what's what are the roadblocks there what's right. been going on right yeah. there transparency
3: yeah. is what has been being is now the fight uh-huh. there are many delegates in system right now with actors equity That want transparency and we're not talking about just from what has come from a COVID world and being shut down. It is now opened up into everything we are talking about transparency and social awareness and identification awareness and you know, you know. um, I mean, you know, acts of bigotry acts of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, racism acts of sexism, you know, uh, it's
2: a lot is coming a
3: lot is has come to the surface. And and that's you know, one of the things that I have when I talk and I fight is I'm like, now's the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Now's the
3: time. We have seen what COVID has done. It has taken what we've always we've put actors equity for years and years and years. We've put it up on this pedestal. But well, we allowed
4: them to put themselves on, on a, a pedestal. pedestal. But that we is. we
3: allowed it. We as the we've allowed it. Mm-hmm. Theater has allowed this to happen. Mm. And now when we needed them the most in this past year, they failed us. Yeah and we have seen and all of their shit has come to the surface. So now's the time. I was like now's the time.
4: And Change I mean, needs to happen I, now. I joined and when I took when I made the cuz I I had turned down my card 3 times before I actually joined.
2: Okay. I was
4: doing good on the non-ex scene. Mm-hmm. I was working steady. So I just didn't want it because everyone that I knew told me like it, when you join just be prepared to not work for 2 years.
2: Wow.
4: Uh while you reintroduce yourself to new companies and new and but I had worked enough non-contracts at equity theaters that i had enough contacts that i felt comfortable doing it and i was coming up on my i had just turned 30 and i was like i need fucking health insurance yeah there it is i'd like a pension plan mm-hmm. and so i joined because their their health insurance plan used to be it used great. to be really good
2: oh, yeah. and now okay.
4: they have uh you have to work i think it's twice as many weeks to get the same coverage and they have tripled the premiums
3: well, and it's not even, this. it's not even the same coverage anymore. Yeah, it's now, yeah, it's not the same what it used to be.
1: Well, I've, I mean, I've been hearing from people who like, I think we heard from a friend of a friend who was saying that at the beginning of the pandemic, they were one week away from getting their insurance covered and they had a gig planned and COVID happened and obviously couldn't do that gig. And mm-hmm. they reached out to equity saying, look, I have the proof that I've signed this contract. Um, especially with a pandemic, you know, can we get me that coverage that I was planning on having? And they said, no, no.
4: Yep, yep. No. They, and- they do not allow you to roll over weeks either. So even though I've been working consistently as an equity actor for the past four years, all of those weeks expired. Hmm. Any, I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking about the people that have been in that chorus contract on phantom for the past 20 years. They're wow. now out of health insurance. Wow. Yeah, not
2: mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's
3: wild. The things that I, exp- I mean, I come from a very my background. I come from a very you know blue collar, salt of the earth kind of like family and lifestyle and and everything. And mm-hmm. so I know tons of people who belong to unions, labor unions, and believe in them. Mm-hmm. And when I describe to them what my quote unquote union is, they they immediately start shaking their head and they're like, "That's not a union." They're like, that's not a union. Huh. And I'm like, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It is actually not an actual. It's not really a union. It's not
0: so what what do you see happening realistically? Do you see, I mean, my brain's like, is something else going to form?
4: I think that there is going to be, I think equity is going to be Broadway and tours. Uh, because regional companies are pissed off, they're leaving in droves. Uh and and the union members are, I mean, I'm thinking about dropping my car because I lose, sure. I lose my health insurance in August because sure. that's, I can't roll over any of my weeks. Sure. So I'm thinking about leaving. Mm. I didn't, I didn't need it before. And now the reason why I joined it is no longer a viable option for me.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
4: love our president. God bless him. I'm excited about him passing healthcare reform, and Mm -hmm. we will get it. Everyone, yes. Yes. Hopefully, yes. Manifest (laughs) it. Manifesting. 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 Get get to the polls. Uh, Putting it out
3: there. Putting it out there.
4: (laughs) And so, I think that there. I think there is going to be a mass exodus. Uh, uh, The companies that I knew (laughs) when I joined and I worked with frequently, they've left. They left the union. And. They told me, they were like, we're going to try and keep talking to them in 2021, 2022. Most of them are saying it's going to be 2022, 2023 before because that's the thing. They don't have, they dropped the ball. IOTC, the Sage Hand Union, they had a plan ready to reopen in May of 2020.
3: (laughs) They were were ready to go.
0: Of course. unreal. They wanted
4: to get their members back to work. And now equity is coming out with all this bullshit about security guards and security cameras and also HVAC systems. And like, yes, we all, of course we want everyone to be safe. Sure, yes. but there's a,
0: yeah, but there's a certain level where it's like, now you're just setting up deterrence to keep collecting our money. And, and no just... one
4: reads them. If I respond to their emails, they're no. in solidarity emails. Right. But I've just started responding to those emails and in disappointment, Jake Delaney. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think what it also, I just say, you're not getting any of my money until I get to go back to work. Yeah, Mm, there it is. Yeah.
3: And there's a big movement in that too. It's like, uh, no news, no dues. For me, I have gone back to paying my dues because I am actually working right now. I'm performing under an equity contract. Mm.
2: Sure. And
3: so I was like, okay, so here I go. I'm going to start back in on my, but for anyone out there who is not working and their union is not seeing them to work, they, I would, I would continue the fight of no. You've got to show me better management. You've got to show me that you're actually doing something before I start delving my money back into you. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things is like, I had been also considering leaving the, you know, dropping my card so that I could help, you know, Orton Cavalry Theater so continue that, moving I mean, that's, that's forward. That's contract. Yeah. His wow. contract part of my contract. Yeah, part of my contract. He
4: is going to perform in two shows a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they called him uh, a couple of days before we started rehearsal. And they were like, we see your name on this cast list. Uh and I was like, Oh, so now you're just searching out. Uh-huh. You're Whoa. you're actively so they reached out to him <gasps> and someone tried to tell him he couldn't work. What?
3: Yeah, yeah she one of the uh <clears throat> and I, I won't name names on sure. this podcast, but because right. I have named names on other people's forums, but those sure. are were specifically for the fight of equity, anyway. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. but so one of the administrative Managers uh, contacted and and she uh, she said I see that your name's on the cast list. Uh, she said just Why so you know looking? we're we're, we're still working we're still working with your theater and it looks like you're going to get an equity contract. She's like but until that all officially happens, she's like well, you know you know that you you're not supposed to go to rehearsals, which we're starting in two days. What? And so I immediately said to her I was like I just said no. I was like, here's the deal. I was like, I also work as management with the company. And so how I am appearing in the building is none of your business. Mm. I was like, you can't tell me where I go and what I do. Uh, so if you want to make money off of this production and my contract, and if you want to have dues, you need to figure things out within the next two days. Cause we start rehearsals. You just said it, we start rehearsals in two days. So you have two days to figure things out. All oh, right. Good and for she you. goes, oh okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, if you needed to ask me anything or anything, you know how to get a hold of me.
4: I think that that has been kind of the biggest shift. Actors have always been afraid of equity. And there's no need. There is
3: zero. They are here for us. We are not here for them. That's the thing. They could be here for us.
1: You're so so right we've always yep. I, myself included always been intimidated. It's, intimidated and yet it's like this thing that we're supposed to want and i did want because when you really look at what you're supposed to be getting from it it's protection it's security and you know but then they they when they put out that like ask if it's equity about all of those non-union oh tours it's like oh there you go with the gatekeeping mm-hmm. and w- every every equity member at some point was non-equity so mm-hmm. why the fuck are you drawing this hard line breeding intimidation and y- making people feel small for not yet joining the union when most of them probably are just trying to work to feel comfortable enough to join the union
4: and it's
2: disgusting. ask
4: if it ask if its equity started when they started feeling their lose of the grip hmm. so they they fucking botched the negotiations for tours Hmm. And so most tours started going non-ec, and that's where Ask If It's Equity started. Yeah. Okay. And okay. we were on Adam's family, and we were on the same circuit as uh, Hello, Dolly, starring Sally Struthers, <laughs> and it was the SATA contract. And that was their big win. They were like, we have negotiated a SATA contract. They were making less than us. Huh. They were doing our same exact itinerary. They were on a bus and truck. Yeah. They weren't even getting the same health and insurance coverage that we were getting from our our production, our company. non-equity
3: tour production.
1: Mm, whoa. Yeah.
0: So we've all grown exponentially. The curtain has been pulled back on so many aspects of our lives, professionally, personally. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's been a time of reflection. So my question is, what is one piece of advice you give to your younger creative self? Whether that's even just pre-pandemic selves or before y'all met each other or you know, on, on early tours.
4: Uh, it it is something that I give to my older creative self, my current creative self. It's something that I give to everyone right now, and that's be gentle with yourself. Um, I have put on weight in the pandemic, and as someone who made his career dancing for 20 years, it, it is messing with my identity a little bit. So uh, yeah, I just, I, I tell people so that I can maybe hear myself say it,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: be gentle absolutely. with yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, and I think building off of that in, in the being gentle with yourself is um, don't, don't be afraid of change. Cause I'll admit like, yeah, hey, one of the, One of the biggest kind of letdowns for me and sent me into a little bit of a spin of depression when when COVID hit and theaters shut down everywhere. It was super scary for me because I had spent so much of my career devoted to theater that when it was pulled out from underneath me, I realized, I was like, I'm not an essential, like professionally, like in the scope of what people think about like professional Essential essential workers. I was like... That is not what I do.
4: I was more essential (laughs) as an Uber Eats driver than I was as a performer. As a performer,
3: I'm not essential on the day-to-day. People will survive without theater. But what I had to do after that was learn how in rebuilding myself and my confidence... Um, other than being like, well, I guess I'm done with theater for the rest of my <laughs> life. I'm, I'm oh, never, it's never, doing it's again. never coming back. <laughs> uh, rather than, you know, sinking into that hole, I had to start like boosting my confidence and saying one of the beautiful things about theater art and art in general is that it's always been around as soon as we as humans started figuring out how to move, how to interpret, how to sing, how to whatever it is, draw. Like art has always been around and it's survived Many, many catastrophes. It's always been there.
4: It survived the bubonic play.
3: It, yeah, it survives the bubonic yeah, play. Both Yeah. So it's so, like you said, yeah.
4: theater people, we are like cockroaches, but prettier.
3: Yeah, we're cockroaches. That's
4: <laughs> Galloway's <laughs> quote. I don't take credit for it. But.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to continue to remind myself of that. But in that, it was like, do not don't fear change, accept change, embrace change, and figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So if I need to get another job, good on me. I should get another job. Because you know what is the most boring thing to watch on stage is an actor who has never walked in the foot, you know, the the shoes of somebody else in life.
2: Sure. So
3: if if an actor only brings an actor to the stage, well, that's nothing, there's no truth in that. There's no Mm -hmm. honest, you know, there's nothing that you can connect to. But if you get out there and you actually- (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm saying that to Just everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I, and it's one of the things, like, I reminded my young artist within myself about that. And it is something that I do tell actual young artists. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when you first get started, theater art is hard. It's a lot of no's and it's a lot of no, We, you know, and get being turned away. So if you need to get that muggle job, that survival job, whatever it is, yeah. don't, don't beat yourself up about that yeah embrace it learn from it absolutely take in the people that you're working with because they're not theater people they're real (laughs) they're real uh, people the people
4: i I met (laughs) delivering for uber eats i will play many of them on stage (laughs) later down i
0: mean we talk about it all the time i've been in new york almost five years now and i've just been booking customer service jobs and it's been great and i've learned a shit ton last
4: honey (laughs) but no
0: turning that level of shame that we have from having a survival job into okay what can i learn and i've learned so much and most recently was able to Find a remote customer service job that's taken all those five years of experience into a remote position that will then help me, you know, audition more and do all that. So it's like mm-hmm. you have to again stay fucking present, you. find but, the mm-hmm. be ready to change whether mm-hmm. that's circumstance or wait whatever the change is. Yeah, you know, it's all it's all so valid and okay in that yes. moment. So thank
4: you. The for The first sharing. uh the first time I went in for uh, the Broadway. Uh, the, dir- <laughs> the Broadway. The director, I like, I went through the packet. It was like 60 fucking pages and, and we ended and, and it was, um, I'll tell you guys who it was later, but she turned to me and she was just like, what are you reading? And I was like, what? Like currently? And she was like, yeah, what, what books are you reading? Are you re- do you read the paper? And I, afterwards I, I, I was friends with the casting director and he was like, she just loves to know that someone is a well-rounded human being. He's like, so the fact that you nerded out, she loved you, I oh, didn't book great. it. It's fine, but
0: <laughs> no, I love that. I, what are you reading? Yeah, I love that. What are you reading?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't read. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't read.
1: Hey, you want to take a little? Um, what do they call them? A break? Yeah let's sure. take a Let's take a break. Great. Let's take right. a break. We'll come back and. Uh-
4: Predict your future. What's my it's,
0: it's an unstable time with the pandemic coming out of the pandemic. You're like, what's my next move? What's yeah. my next life? Mm-hmm. What's my life yeah. plan? Sierra's going to take that weight off your shoulders
1: today. Please yep. do.
4: Oh, great. Please do. Yeah. I could really use that.
1: Yeah. What do you say? I say let's do it, and yeah. you know what? Today is a special day because we're playing an extra special game of mash, which we like to call
2: Mega, Mega Mash. Maker.
3: That sounded like a, an announcement for like tractor pulls, where it's like right. Sunday, 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 That's Mega hard. Mash.
2: That's channeling, yeah. Did you reverse
1: that. <laughs> I feel like. We did not. Uh-uh. No, we just really Straight talented. up improv, baby.
3: Boom, boom. Yes
4: and, ma'am. There's
3: some yeah. yes and for you.
1: There it boom. is. All right, so this version of MASH is going to be played a little differently because we have two guests. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start off by uh, me drawing a spiral. Mm-hmm. You two collectively are going to decide when to tell me to stop. We're going to start right now, so Go.
4: stop
1: that was stop, not confident stop, stop. <laughs> my spiral is like it's like
4: crooked from stop, stop, stop. he did that on purpose we practice you practice it and he did it on purpose i'm the worst
0: so what is, i know you're both brainiacs but what is your personal knowledge of mash do you know what mash stands for what's your oh i your was
4: that little game boy who would like I'll I'll just be the secretary. I'll I'll play it. I'll write it down for all the girls. Yes. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's the yeah, it's the letters for mansion mansion, apartment, uh shack, and house. Yes. Is it shack? You're a brainiac. You've yeah. listened to yeah. like,
4: 14 episodes now. Are we on 14? And how about
3: I invented oh, yeah. MASH? I have been playing MASH before y'all were even born.
4: Pat oh Paul yeah. doesn't know shit about,
3: about MASH. <laughs> I'm old. Honey, I remember MASH when it was a television show, honey. I remember MASH when I was
4: (laughs) Eleanor
2: Roosevelt. Ooh, yeah,
3: she's
4: Ah, a snack. I remember
3: MASH the film, honey.
2: (laughs) Um, Mary
4: Todd Lincoln, put her on my
2: list.
4: Ooh, Abe. There you go.
1: Um, So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to do each of you separately, but we're going to go in each category, which... It's gonna go partner, children.
4: Shannon heard it. Transportation.
1: What did I do? I'm gonna do you separately. Did I say that?
4: I think
2: it's thoughtful. I
1: think it's thoughtful. I am. I appreciate. I
4: appreciate the individual attention.
1: That's what I'm saying. Uh, You know me.
4: uh, This is gonna get that explicit rating on Spotify. I
1: always put explicit because I never know. I do when I when I when I I distribute it. I'm like, we're just gonna market explicit because (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to do, we're going to go through each category. I'm going to have, let's have Galloway give his four answers first and then Jake for each category. Okay. So my life
4: living, living in Galloway's (laughs) shadow. Uh, Did I ever tell you guys the title of my memoir? No. I also was there live with Galloway Stevens. (laughs) The amount of times I will sit across from this man at a table and he will (laughs) tell me a story. I'll be like. I also was there.
0: How do you feel about a, like a very long forward by Galloway? It's like like, like at least short. Right, sure. It's like
4: yeah. no, I probably like half the book uh-huh. yes. is just the forward.
2: <laughs> more of like a, a fi- more than like I also. Yeah. I was page. born
4: after sixty-seven pages of Galloway. I was born on the fall day in 1986. Wow. nineteen eighty-six. Uh, nineteen ninety-six. I'm very young. I'm very cast. Um... Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. So, Galloway first. Um.
3: Age before beauty.
2: Well,
4: that's um. sweet. And you're old. <laughs>
1: okay. Galloway, give me your four options for a partner.
3: Okay. So, Ryan Reynolds,
4: Ooh.
3: Mm. Chris Evans.
4: Ooh. Are we just doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, we're not.
3: We're not. No. Uh, Sterling K. Brown.
4: Ooh, mm-hmm. Love him. Yes, sir.
3: Just talk to me all, mm-hmm. just talk to me mm-hmm. all day, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Cena. Oh.
1: Really? John Cena? Yes.
4: He loves John I Cena. I love John Cena.
1: <laughs> Jake, your turn.
4: <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go Matt Bomer. Ooh. Um... I'm also going to go, uh, uh, Henry Cavill. We've talked
1: they about, look the same. Yeah.
4: They, I have a type, I have a type, have a type. <laughs> and then I also married him. So
2: <laughs>
1: do I, is. Do
4: you? he is their type. Yes. Yeah. He looks just like for the listeners at home. Galloway <laughs> looks just like the
3: two of them. I look like the two of them. After a drunken night or something, like <laughs> the hungover next day maybe version of that. Uh,
4: can I also steal Sterling Gay Brown because yes. that man's voice oh. does things to my body? We need to go
3: yeah. back to watching This Is Us. We've I know, I just it.
4: I'm so tired of crying.
2: Yeah, I know. It's a That's how
1: I felt. I haven't finished it. I haven't followed through. I loved it, but it was draining. My life makes no. me cry enough. Like. <laughs> And it would be page, really page awkward
4: myself. if we were watching the show and Sterling would have like this very emotional monologue, but his voice was doing things to my body. So I would, <laughs> I would have to cross my legs. I <laughs> so was like, Are you uh, fucking kidding me right now? Are he's
3: having an emotions? emotional moment.
4: It is good.
1: He's oh, so good. good. It's a it
3: great is show. He's so good.
4: Anyway, um, I have one more. Oh, uh, Sierra Wells,
1: please.
4: <gasps> please welcome to the stage, Sierra, Sierra Wells.
1: Oh my god i'm honored she just wants the, <laughs> you just want the proposal bracelet i'm waiting
2: <laughs> uh, it, uh,
4: it, much <laughs> like me being the fleet the free clinic gift with purchase you get a bracelet when you come into our lives oh we do that's out
2: i want
1: that's one out. so so when you mail me the box with the creekside ranch and the not the gummies the, not
4: the gummies. Not, gummies, not the no gummies no i'm gummies.
1: hoping there's a bracelet in there awesome that's all
4: yep. I'm going to say. I'm going to throw it
1: out. Maybe I'll make you like a lanyard one. <gasps> That's what I was oh, exactly I would sure. wear it every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, children. So here's the thing. You can, traditionally how it's done is number of children. Now we are open to whatever on this podcast. We are big advocators of adult adoption. If you have mm-hmm. names of kids you want, if you want to mix it up and do any of all of that, have ads.
3: Got it. So yeah. So I'm gonna go with nine. Nine. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ! Wow.
3: It's a baseball team.
1: Oh, I love that.
4: Smart. That's smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As they're both um, wearing baseball hats with their teams. Often, I love
3: it. Uh, my second selection is two. Two. Because I'll never say one. Um, because hmm. it's that's a lot. Uh, is it? It is. I think it's. Lot, I think it's a lot. One is a lot. I think so. Even though that mm-hmm. sounds weird, I think having a, a an only child, it puts yes. a lot of pressure on a parent and it yeah. puts a lot of pressure on the child. I agree. So, I'm like two. Yeah. Um we love at least the only two children
4: out there. Oh, yeah. Yes.
3: So yeah, so then I'll say 4 and and then I'll say 7.
4: All right, Jake. My <laughs> vagina hurts. <laughs> um I'm going to do 0. Right? Cuz try and try as so we might but babies don't don't want. live. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, but since you open things up, I yeah. would like to say nine dogs. Oh, I
2: love I that. want
4: a ranch full of dogs. A baseball team full of dogs. A yeah. baseball team of dogs. <laughs> oh my goodness! Picture it, Cute. Shannon. Picture I it. Oh, I can picture it. They're the babies. babies. Oh,
1: the little yeah. catcher mitts on their paws. Yeah, yeah. baseball hats for the, the
4: uh, ears. Okay, so I, uh, I've done two numbers. Um, I was one of three, so I'm gonna say four. Four. Because odd numbers, someone's always left
2: out. Agreed, yeah. yes. Okay, it was me. Mm.
4: That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: oh. And let's say four dogs.
2: Four dogs.
4: Mm-hmm. Two, dog, two dogs. Two dogs.
1: Two dogs.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Next category is career.
4: Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back old school and say my first childhood dream job was to be a zookeeper.
0: I like that. Oh, where did this stem from?
3: I was always as a child fascinated with animals. You could entertain me by just putting on any kind of television show that had to do with animals. Mm -hmm. And I I liked looking at pictures of animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I thought for the when I was little, little, uh, one, that was one of my first. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was Ew. like a zookeeper.
2: Oh, I love that.
3: Now I think zoos are weird. I'm
1: like, Ugh. yeah, zoos make me, zoos do make me sad. I yeah. get sad. We at I work with kids, and some locations have like a pet dwarf mouse, and they're in a cage, old, and I hate it. I they're so cute, but it makes me sad. really sad to see them in a little cage. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Um, number two.
3: Number two. I would probably have to say country singer, country
4: music okay. artist. I
1: love that.
4: Have you ever seen Galloway at karaoke?
1: Yes. I have he done karaoke lives, with
4: him. He loves his fantasy yeah. dreams. Country music
3: yeah. all day long. Yes. Um number three would probably be a ghost hunter. <gasps> ghost hunter, but also maybe a combination of like any kind of paranormal hunter or any kind of para Sasquatch. Because I love Sasquatch, zoo, th- that mythology bullshit, all this stuff.
4: You two went Squatch hunting in the woods. <laughs> we did. In Lithia <laughs> yeah. Park. In Lithia
2: Park.
1: But here's the thing. So we would sit down in that dressing room and when we weren't on stage, like every night I would be like, does anyone have a ghost story? Like, have you ever seen it? <laughs> I would try to coax it out of people. And it was like, every we were there every night. Like, you're not going to tell me a new thing. Like, yeah. what is happening? But I honestly... I'm tempted also to start my own podcast she where is. it's just me asking people ghost stories because be I fun. live for that shit. I live yeah. for it. Um, So I'm putting, I'm gonna put paranormal. Yeah. Researcher, just,
3: hunter, or something like just that. Paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal.
1: Just paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> paranormal. Okay, fuck yeah. Okay, number four.
3: God, uh, number four, I would like to be the mayor of some town.
1: Ooh, I feel like I you're the that. mayor of Ashland.
3: He's Not the gayer t- of Ashland. I'm the gayer He's of the mayor. Ashland. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. All right, Jake, your turn.
4: Well, um, actually we never talked about this, but, uh, my childhood dream job was a veterinarian.
2: <gasps> oh, oh okay. I
4: know. are we so gross?
2: <laughs> <are>? <That> <laughs> Um, And
4: then uh, Galloway did steal Ghost Hunter from me.
1: But I love that. Because
4: we did our homework and we talked about things. Yeah. And he stole that from my list. So I'm going to also put that on mine.
1: (laughs) But you know what? That's I'm I'm happy to hear that both of you have these wants to be a Ghost Hunter because we can form a trio. I was going to say I'd watch that show. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. 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 I would
4: do that show. And let me tell you, Squatch is here. He is here. Oh,
3: yeah. I am convinced that Sasquatch is here in the Pacific Northwest. He is
1: he here. Is. Absolutely.
4: Um, Absolutely. Teacher.
1: Mm, you'd make a good teacher.
4: Thanks. You're welcome. It would be hard to not hit kids, but I would figure it out. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, fourth, dog trainer. I love oh. her. Just looking at her right now. Yeah.
1: Maybe. All right, so we have our final category, which is transportation.
3: So transportation um I mean, I would love to have
4: my own jet. That would be awesome. Ooh. We
0: recently learned the term PJ, private jet. Private jet. I didn't
4: know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would love. Is that what, is that what we call them now? Yeah, <laughs> <we're not> calling <laughs> my it my now. PJ. Yeah. That's uh, fancy. Put on my PJs. Jump on my PJ. <laughs> 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 my PJ. Yeah. Um,
3: I've always loved a Volkswagen Bug.
1: Me too. I just think
3: they're adorable. Like the school, I just the old school style one. Yeah. The old school. I agree. I. Um, would also like to have a large, I don't have a particular, like, specific one, but I would like to have a large pickup truck. They just make me feel super butch when I drive one.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just don't want to pay for that gas.
1: I know. <laughs> gas guzzlers.
3: Uh, yeah. And then fourth, I'm trying to think, like, what my fourth would be. I mean, maybe just a good old-fashioned horse. I love horseback riding, so mm, maybe nice. just a horse.
1: All right. mm-hmm. And Jake,
4: what do you think? I don't like Elon Musk, but I want a Tesla. Yeah. I hate to say it. Of
2: course He's problematic,
4: but yeah. I mean, they're pretty and they drive themselves and yeah.
2: they're
4: Fine. good for the environment.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: I'm also going to say Linda. She is my current Jetta. Linda. She's named after Linda Ronstadt because oh. she's, she's a diesel <laughs> car, but she gets great mileage. So mm-hmm. she has the power and the finesse. So mm-hmm. that's why I named her Linda Ronstadt. I love that. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah um <laughs> i think we would be really cute on a sailboat
2: oh yes yeah
3: if yeah. we had some cute person that would sail it That's for that. us yeah, yeah sure i don't yeah. want yeah. to i don't want to man this it. is dream life yeah, yeah. 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 i don't want to man yeah. Yeah. this
0: is a, a ps
4: a private sailboat <laughs> a private, a yeah. PS. Okay. <laughs> private okay. sailboat
2: PS. private sailboat
4: um <laughs> I do want to say a Segway, just because I would fall off of it all the time. <laughs> skit, skit. I am the clumsiest human being on the earth. And so it would just be me be like, oh shit. <laughs> I, prefer <Wow>. more, <laughs> I
2: prefer
0: more Uber, Lyft on a Segway. I think that would be energy. That, that would be great
3: Hop
4: on.
1: I would love to see that. Um, all right, I'm going to start calculating. We're going to predict your features. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Well, yeah. Well.
4: I mean, take your time, listen to the universe, see what it tells you. The numbers are there. It's no rush.
3: You can't fight the numbers.
4: Actually, no, I'm tired. Are you done yet? (laughs) Pretty expedient. She is, actually. For the listeners at home, watching Sierra do this on film, it is a, I mean, it's like watching Queen's Gambit.
0: I'm a, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, just like that. Just like that.
0: Every week I'm more amazed I'm more impressed by her skill to be able to just keep calm under pressure while I just ramble. Also, you have yeah.
4: heard our, our bullshit spiral. No. Now, no, no, stop. <laughs> are we distracting you? Am I saying now or do I say stop? Do are I, is are it we distracting now? you? Is it, it harder to do it when we're talking to you? Are we? Yeah, she's, like, she's, got she's got her. She's got her system. She's like. Wait, did we did we ever mention while we were recording that we did not allow ourselves to pick each other? Uh,
0: not while we were recording. I don't think so. Yeah.
4: So, so I, I love it. my husband very much. I love yeah. my husband very much. Yeah. yeah.
0: But that's I think reality. everyone will be. I think everyone yeah. will be
4: very, uh, you know,
0: understanding. That's your reality. Yeah. This is exactly this is alternate universe. Absolutely. This
4: is all yes. No, this is my future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Alternate>. <laughs> <laughs> He's banking on. He
3: is banking on desk. <laughs> this
1: to really get things rolling. For really, yeah, you. yeah. The results are in. Oh,
3: all right, all right.
1: And you two are going to be living in a shack uh-huh. with. John Cena and Sierra Wells. Yes. Are they sharing the shack or do they have shacks next to each other? What do you we're think? We're all going to be are sharing we, a shack, baby. We're,
2: shacking okay, up. One we're shacking, all shacking, right, shacking up. One
1: shack. It wouldn't be the first time we've lived together briefly. Uh, John. John Cena. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah.
4: he's used to it, so yeah, it'll be
1: right. fun. um You are going to have seven children and two dogs. Gal, you're going to be a zookeeper. And Jake, you're going to be a vet. So it's going to go hand in hand. That's
4: great. Yeah. Husband, husband business. Yes. yes. Animals yes. get
0: sick, take to the vet. It's a really yeah, That's right. a cyclical. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then finally. You're writing
4: down the results like this is going to happen. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm recording it on my end. I don't. I want to leave this <laughs> session of this podcast and remember what we said.
1: I love that. I'm so happy you're doing that. <laughs> finally. Gal's gonna get his PJ, private jet,
4: Oh, yes. Which yes. means
1: Jake, you you're gonna get your Tesla. That's so
4: yes. cool. Yeah. That's yeah. why we live Mega in the Mash. shack because we spent our money somewhere.
3: <laughs> we spent so much money on other
4: places. It's John yeah. Cena cost a lot. Uh-huh. John
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another arranged on. marriage. Yeah. 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 Um, how you guys feel wow, about this? Yeah.
4: I-,
3: I love this. I'm ready. This looks great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. are you ready
3: because you're on board you're on board
1: <laughs> i'm i've been ready i'm on my it, way girl.
3: you, you, you yeah. booked it
1: <laughs> we're gonna go to creek side uh, you're having seven children I'm, for them. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i love it
4: Second though like, listen, Maria yeah. Von Trapp, calm down. <laughs> yes, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate of adoption. Of adoption so, of I, 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 yeah, so we course. should adopt some. Yes.
2: Yeah, okay, I agree. I agree. they don't,
4: they're yeah. not all your responsibility. Right. John, John Cena can take on some. Oh, absolutely. Or me
1: and John Cena.
2: Ooh,
4: no, man, excuse me. Look, <laughs> honey. <laughs> no, as my partner, uh-huh. you have full autonomy to go and enjoy John Cena.
1: Thank Aww. you so much. I will
3: everyone should be able to have a, everyone should be ha, a, able to have a piece of John Cena. Climb and like a tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Climb that
1: mountain, honey. Oh I will.
0: I will. Do you want me to break the news to Tim or is that something
1: you want
4: to do? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you do it
1: okay. after I've already boarded my plane That's to time. leave. because right. okay. I don't think I could stand to see. <laughs> no. that.
4: Sierra's <laughs> moving to a shack in Oregon. Right. Yeah.
1: Honestly, it's my, that really is my dream, like retirement plan <laughs> in Ashland, <They're-> Oregon.
0: <laughs> well, hey, we're gonna give you some time to process this, make the calls you need to to start putting this plan into action. Get me you John know. Cena. We're giving people like mm-hmm. what three to five years? Three to, to five see years. Thing? See
1: if it um, when it comes to fruition. Yeah. Manifesto, put
4: it out there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll yeah. let you know. Cool. <sighs> uh when Sierra jumps on the plane and yeah. we get Mary and then uh-huh. John Cena. I mean, he's going to be right behind her. So. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. Um, it's
1: going to be great. We'll be right back. Yeah, we'll take
2: right <laughs> Hi, guys.
1: Um, hey, ladies. Do you have anything you would like to share, whether that be a creative endeavor you are doing or, you know, like, a poem you have written or a quote you've heard or a TV show you're watching.
0: That's resonated. That's resonated with you
1: recently.
3: You know, I, I don't have, you know, again, I don't, I don't read unless (laughs) I absolutely have to. So I don't have anything literature wise to share with you, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me coming out of the pandemic, again, I I mentioned this earlier um, was that once I was trying to build my confidence and figure out what could be the next steps and things, uh, One of the most recent things I did during the pandemic was for the first time, I had been talking about years putting together my own cabaret show, uh, my own one-man show, but I just never was, I was never getting around to it. I was always putting it off. And so I accomplished that last November. I was able to do it, wrote it, put it together, performed it for three nights, and just absolutely learned so much about it. I had never even went through the process of I never had to hire musicians before, like the whole deal, like hiring musicians and figuring out their schedules and collaborating, getting all the working with composers who a couple of my friends did some um, arrangement. arrangement work for some of the songs that I sang, which was really neat and fun. Uh, so that just that whole kind of like working collaboratively with musicians um, really like sparked an, a, a new joy for music with me. Uh, and I, I'm so happy. I'm, glad that I did it. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the work that I did and accomplished. I I, I just, uh, I was so excited about it. So that was a big thing for me in the last year and moving forward, Jake has such a, Jake has such a love for podcasts and I will, I'm going to tell you something right off the bat. I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at listening gotcha okay and that's just like that's the end of that sentence i'm not good at listening i'm <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i am a i'm a visual person mm-hmm. yes, when it comes to staying engaged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well, yeah when it comes to staying engaged i'm more of a visual person so just listening to people talk it's it's difficult for me i have to like take breaks and stuff like that because i will i will just leave mm-hmm. mentally i'll go somewhere else but anyway yeah. but that being said i can talk so I think one of my next endeavors and I keep I've talked about this over and over again is I kind of want to start my own podcast um, where I invite friends uh, who are from the south and not just from the south. I want to invite friends and, and people and not just friends, but people that I know and want to talk to who come from, I guess, basically rural world, rural life that have then left rural life to learn more to discover more and then what they want to do to bring it back to that part of their world that they grew up in oh, that's and
2: important. what
3: yeah i think is yeah. important for us yeah. uh yeah and so um you know, and just be able to have some fun with it, just to try to, yeah. just to try to connect and not like, again, not just southerners, but people that are, I think that there's a lot of stigma about people if you're from a certain region or you're from a certain place that, um, you know, and I've experienced it over and over again in my life, this stereotype of like, oh, you're from the south, y'all have problems with race, and I'm like, yes, we, we sure do, but Everybody does. Like it's everywhere. everywhere. One of the things that I have learned in my travels, in my profession, is everywhere I go, I'm like, and it was a big discovery for me as a as a Southern guy, getting out there in the world. I was like, oh wait a minute, we don't, we did not invent racism. We don't own it. This is a problem everywhere. And so it takes people. I think it takes powerful people who. Have the courage and the gumption to get out of their homes and out of their comfort zone to meet others, to break bread with others, to be able to uh, to then bring that back home and teach that fear is does not accomplish anything. Right. Fear does fear stands in the way of so many people, um and and opportunities. So so yeah, I think that's kind of what I w- I would like to start a podcast one day and um uh, and try to break break through some of those stereotypes and stuff and uh, uh there's an old saying in the south uh, called you know we it's called barnyard perfume and that's what i would like to name the show is because it's basically like you know the term is hey, wait. <laughs> yeah you say <laughs> you're driving down the road you got the window down and you pass a cow farm or a pig farm or mm-hmm. something like that and somebody like ooh, man smells like some of that good old barnyard perfume and you're like <laughs> Honey, you can call a bar- barnyard perfume all you want to, it ain't nothing but shit. <laughs> um, and so, to me, this, the this, 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 the discovery and what I would want the show to be is to bring up to be like, let's not sugarcoat things. Mm-hmm. Let's not just you know, let's not lean back on having making cutesy remarks about stuff. No, let's get to it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? What is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how can we break through and 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 see eye to eye on you know on different parts of the world? That's so. Right. Uh,
1: so great. Yeah. Wow. I would listen to that. That's a great also, fit for you. You yeah. also just have like such a great podcast voice, too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Desi.
3: Well, today, <laughs> today you're getting my today, you're getting my definite bass voice because my, my, allerg- allergies have been yeah. oh, I mean oh, my gosh. The yeah. pollen is crazy right now. And oh, so sure. you're getting my bass uh, voice.
2: Yeah.
4: I uh, I always say my job is to keep him humble. <laughs> <laughs> but To be super fucking gross for a minute, if Mm -hmm. you would allow me to. Yes. Uh, One of the most inspiring things that I...
2: Ooh! Ooh!
4: Getting a little choked up. One of the most inspiring things that I have seen was his Oh, That's really
3: sweet.
4: Uh, It was really cool to watch someone that I love and respect as an artist, admire, get up there and put himself out there sorry ladies no, <clears throat> no sorry uh, no sorry yeah so that yeah. was really fucking cool mm-hmm. um and then it sounds gross and self-serving uh but trailer park actually was also something that inspired me and because i it was the i, I have been a fan of the show for god 20 years it's been around like I, away, I saw it when it was off broadway
2: Okay. Oh, wow. okay. and
4: it is a show it, it, on its surface it, it's a silly show about strippers and and marker huffing and all the silly things but at the end of the day it's about owning who you are and so being in the room and watching that and actually helping people find that for themselves what does this mean to you mm-hmm. in the five six seven eight of it all like mm-hmm. i know it's super busy choreography but also when you stand and deliver, stand and deliver, like talk about the words, listen, actually listen to the lyrics. Like, so I think, I think Trailer Park is a show that is underserved because of the title alone and the yeah. subject matter. But if you listen to it, it it's just a celebration of mm-hmm. everyone being whoever the fuck you are yeah. and powering through. And like they say in the Finale, make like a nail and press on.
2: <laughs> um,
4: and so, yeah, that it's been, cool to kind of, like I I said before, as someone who is maybe pivoting away from performing, being on this side of things and watching him be so fucking talented in both his cabaret and in trailer park. um, those, Those have both inspired me to keep going in any fashion that I choose to do. Yeah. We don't know what it is. It wasn't neat,
3: not to cut in, but it was a neat process. This is
4: my segment. I
3: know it's your segment, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I, I want to comment on it because it was really neat watching. I, I, you know, I know, I had known that Jake had worked as a choreographer and, and assistant director to others at other companies. It, it was my first time being able to watch him. I was in the room as a performer watching my husband work as a choreographer, work as an assistant to the director, work at, and it was really, yeah. uh, it was just, it was very powering to be like, to watch him and be like, He's good at this. I was like, my husband's good at this. And that get you know gave me even more confidence in us as a team to be like, oh, we've got this. We're going to be fine. Be fine uh-huh. Yeah, so.
4: Uh, also, West Wing, everyone watch West Wing. <laughs> everyone listen. Like, just watch yes. West Wing. Uh, yes. Galloway hates it. I uh, don't hate it. I love the show. But you hate when the...
3: Yeah, when it's <laughs> three o'clock in the damn morning and I'm trying to sleep and you've still got that shit playing and it's like... And I'm like, oh my god! I wake up and I'm like, ugh. Jake loves sleeping with a television on, and I, I, I grew up, I grew up listening to crickets, yeah. so I'm very like. Well, like, I grew
4: up in California. I know. <laughs> like moving away from New York and not hearing sirens, I was like, what's wrong? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that and he also hates when I put on Friday Night Lights to fall asleep. I love Friday Night Lights. <laughs> mm. Fucking Connie Britton. She can do no wrong in my book. Hmm. But uh he's like, and then eventually there's gonna be some scene where someone's blowing a whistle and be like, well boy, what are you doing? I was like, look, but the scenes are so quiet. It's
3: just it's just adults yelling at children. I'm just like, gosh, there's so much.
4: It's a brilliant show it is
3: a brilliant show though. it's really it, cool. it,
4: it does actually like i mean I, it actually i was watching friday night lights when i was working on trailer park and i mm. told our friend lauren she was like i'm just not connecting with this scene and she and i had talked about friday night lights before i was like you're connie Britton. like that you just lock into that like That's sometimes yeah, yeah sometimes she kind of gets a little uh catty with him but that doesn't mean she's immature hmm. you can bite back at somebody yeah I mean you've heard us do it for the past two hours sometimes we (laughs) bite back at someone that we love
2: Mm yeah just Mm -hmm. to
4: put them in their place and be like I also have thoughts and opinions yeah um so that was that actually it's funny to say that Friday Night Lights inspired me but (laughs) it did that's the whole
0: quote that's the (laughs) whole quote
2: yeah
3: (laughs) I think collectively though too what's been neat about once we now that we're you know married is that moving forward we do a lot of creative talking about not just our careers but also where are we going Mm. like where what what, how do we how do we see ourselves moving on to something next whether that's location career personal choices like and and it's the myriad of things that we talk about it's so it's so fun and creative it can be stressful at times Mm -hmm. you know and that's the reality of it but what i love about it most is it's not me I'm no longer like, what am I going to do next? Sure. What's next for me? It's now, now it is a discussion of like, what's next for us? What do we want to do? What you know? Who wants to take the lead on this? Who take wants to, yeah, take a, <laughs> run for president?
2: Well,
1: I love you both yeah. with all my heart, as you oh. know, and I You're love okay. you together. I love you. Thank you.
4: Thank you. <laughs> yes. well, you know you're okay <laughs> listen wife get up
2: your <laughs> phone
1: i know i know well we're gonna make it happen here's the thing you give me a yeah. little preview again send me my creekside ranch send me my not- not gummies, gummies <laughs> no, my infinity not gummies. bracelet i'll mm-hmm. head over there i'll pick up john cena on the way right. and we'll uh-huh. be good to cool. go i yeah. he'll honestly- be expecting you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah as he should be um <laughs> this is like an ideal first duo yeah episodes. it really was
3: yeah i'm glad well yeah. i'm glad that we were that's yeah. fun yeah.
1: yeah i just love you both so much and
3: well thank you so much we uh, love you i
4: love you with all my heart shannon i now love you with yeah, all my heart. yeah. Feelings is, mutual. it's been lovely to thank meet you Thank you
2: for sharing yeah, yeah. as
3: soon as we feel comfortable because we have talked about like now that we're both vaccinated yeah. and,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: uh hopefully more and more of the world will get vaccinated. Yeah. Please, anyone listening. Yes. It's not, this is not a moment to be about yourself. This is about the betterment of a community. Please yes. get your vaccination. Anyway, yep. uh, moving on from that. <laughs> once you. the world, no. once we feel much more comfortable, Gayer of Ashland, <laughs> um, Gayer of Ashland
4: asks you to please get vaccinated. Um,
1: you guys rock. I love you. I'm grateful for you. And I, I just have uh,
4: one question for both of you. Okay. What is it? What's been Stolen. What's I want the full I want the full orchestration Yeah, we
0: got it. We got it. Uh, uh,
2: uh,
1: all right, I love you guys.
0: Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain?
1: A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Danusi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week.
0: Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-haws and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.